0: Hello world. Welcome back to my one-person podcast, The Bible Abridged. Today's episode is brought to you by Dye Tin Barbershop. It's where I get my hair cut, and you should too, if you live in New York. I mean, it's probably worth traveling for, but you might want to plan some other stuff here as well. Anyways, here we start Exodus, the second book of the Bible. Exodus 1. The book starts out mentioning that Joseph's brothers moved to Egypt, which we already knew, but whatever. Well, generations passed, and Joseph and all his brothers had died because people apparently started living for a regular amount of time all of a sudden. With each generation, the Israelites fucked more and more and had more and more babies, and all of a sudden, there were just too fucking many of them, according to the Egyptians, that is. As a new pharaoh took the throne, he said to his people, there are too many fucking Israelites. We have to act shrewdly. Otherwise they'll become even more numerous, and if war breaks out, they'll probably join the enemy's side and fight against us and then leave the country. I'm not really following the logic there, but I guess these are the days before democracy, so it didn't really matter if you agreed to the Pharaoh or not, you just had to do what he said. So to make sure they didn't join an enemy's army and leave the country, the Pharaoh decided to, in just one fell swoop, enslave All of them. Well, in between their bitter days of forced labor and whatnot, they would dutifully fuck each other and make more and more babies until the Egyptians got even angrier. Well, Pharaoh decided the solution was to get these two Hebrew midwives, Shifra and Pua, and have them kill every baby boy they helped deliver. I don't know how long he thought this would go on before the pregnant women just wouldn't allow them in their tents anymore, but that was his plan. To get Hebrew women to kill Hebrew baby boys, and it didn't work at all. When Pharaoh asked the midwives why they weren't ruthlessly slaughtering babies like he'd asked, they said, oh man, these Hebrew women are built differently. They just push their babies out real quick and get back to whatever they were just doing before. By the time we get there, there's nothing for us to do. Now, this was obviously not true, um, but any excuse you can come up with to disobey orders to commit ethnic cleansing, especially of your own ethnicity, is okay. Finally, Pharaoh made a decree. Every Hebrew baby boy... Every single one, throw them in the fucking Nile. Girls are fine. Girls can live. But fuck them. Kill all the boys. Exodus 2. Well, this was all going as fine as a river full of dead babies could go until one day a lady named Jokabed gave birth to a baby boy and decided, I'm not going to let them throw my baby into the river. I'm going to hide him. First of all, I don't know how easy it could possibly be to hide a fucking baby, They cry, they they poop, they don't know they're supposed to be hiding. They don't know what shh means. But also, like, why didn't she just dress the baby up as a girl? Were they going around checking baby genitals like that? Suppose when you convince a whole society to throw babies into the river, there's not a whole lot else you can do that will make them ask any questions. Anyways, well, this baby, who had no name, kept growing and growing, as babies do, And finally, Jochebed decided the best course of action was to cover a papyrus basket with tar, put her baby inside, and just float his ass down the river, hoping he could fend for himself at three months old. The baby's older sister, Miriam, decided to follow the basket and see where it went, because she was less insane than her mom. Well, as luck would have it, Pharaoh's daughter was bathing in the Nile, presumably dodging dead floating babies at every turn, when the basket floated by her. When she looked inside, she was like, hmm... This is one of those Hebrew babies. Miriam jumped out from where she was hiding and said, Hey, should I go get a Hebrew woman to nurse this baby? And instead of being like, what the fuck? Are you just hiding and watching me bathe? The lady said, yes, go. Well, Miriam went and got Jochebed, and Jochebed nursed him for a while before finally handing him over to the unnamed pharaoh's daughter. Just kidding, she wasn't unnamed. Her name was either Bithia Maris or Merho. So you can see why I'd be confused. This lady named him Moses, which means I drew him out of the river, and raised him in royalty as her own son. I can imagine it must have been a little awkward for everyone in the palace to have to ignore the fact that the new prince or whatever title he had was obviously a Hebrew, or that this young woman had not been pregnant, or whatever the hell else was wrong with the story, but whatever. Apparently Moses learned one day that he was of Hebrew descent, and decided to get back to his roots. Well, not quite. He didn't participate in any of the hard labor. But he did see people doing it, and that made him angry as hell. Then he saw an Egyptian bullying a Hebrew and decided to straight up beat the guy to death and bury him in the sand. The next day, he saw a couple of Hebrews fighting. He tried to break it up. One of them said, What are you going to do? Kill me like you killed that Egyptian? And Moses thought to himself, Hmm, they just mentioned that thing I did. Maybe people know about that thing that I did. Moses was a very smart person. The word spread rapidly, and all of a sudden, Pharaoh himself knew about this shit as well. So Pharaoh decided to kill Moses, but Moses got wise and got the fuck out of town. He ended up at a well where he defended the honor of seven young ladies against some sleazy Bedouins. The ladies rushed home and told their dad, Jethro, who's named after Jethro Tull, that some crazy Egyptian had saved them from the sleazy Bedouins, and Jethro was so happy he took Moses in and had to marry his oldest daughter, Zipporah. Zipporah and Moses had a son named Gershom. And Moses complained about having to live out in Sinai like a goddamn foreigner. Well, at this time, Pharaoh died and was replaced by a new Pharaoh. And the Hebrews asked God to stop their suffering. And God suddenly remembered that he'd made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that he'd bless their offspring. It wouldn't be the last time that God would forget his promise. What an absent-minded God he is. (laughs) Genesis 3. While Moses was tending to Jethro's goats or whatever, he saw a bush on fire. He was apparently so bored he just watched it for, like, a long time. After an unspecified amount of time had gone by, Moses went to investigate the bush closer, saying, Why hasn't this fucker burned up yet? That's weird. Well, the bush was on fire because God was inside of it, just disguising himself in the weirdest ways. So when Moses got close enough, God called out from the burning bush, Hey, Moses... I don't know why the creator of the universe had such a timid voice and had to reach out this way, but this is the way the story goes. Moses started approaching the bush, saying, It's me, Moses, when God told him to stop and take his shoes off for some reason. When Moses took off his shoes, God said, It's me, the God of your father that you never knew, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I've seen my people suffer in Egypt for years and years, and I didn't care. But now I remember that I promised some shit to some old man at some point, and now I have to do something about it. I have decided to rescue them and bring them to a land of milk and honey. There are already a lot of people living there, though. But they can slaughter all of them, and the land will be theirs. Now I'm sending you to go get them out of Egypt, Moses rightfully asked. Um, why me? God kind of dodged the question, saying, I will be with you once you've gotten them out Come and worship God on this mountain. That's me. I'm God. Worship me on this mountain. Moses asked, well, when I tell them I've got you with me, what should I call you? God said, I am whatever you say I am. Wait, no. He said, I am what I am. My name is I am. When you get there, tell them. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, or Israel as I call him, has sent me to you. Then God started singing. This is my name forever. That's the name you should call me for a long time. Then he went on talking. Go tell the elders that it's time I liberated all of them. Tell them all the stuff I've been saying. Also, I'm going to have them steal a bunch of precious metals from the Egyptians. They always left that last part out in Sunday school. So that's that. That's the beginning of Exodus. Check back next week for more of this epic story that hasn't been made into a good movie in 66 years, no matter how many attempts have been made. Have a good week. It's good to be back.